From Barbados to Banchao, St. Vincent to Shinju, Trinidad to Taipei. Time to celebrate Caribbean culture. We're Talking Tropics on ICRT. Welcome to Talking Tropics. A look at the nations of the Caribbean, their culture, their stories, and the issues which are affecting the region. I'm your host, Tim Berge. One of the industries hardest hit by the global COVID pandemic was tourism and hospitality. And leading one Caribbean nation out of this difficult situation is Marsha Henderson, the Minister of Tourism, Civil Aviation and Urban Development for St. Kitts and Nevis. I am the representative, firstly, the parliamentary representative for constituency two. I just recently um, was elected into that position in August of last year. Prior to that, I practiced law for about 18, 19 years transitioning from pub, uh, private practice into public service wasn't too much of a challenge, even though to me it was more amplified in terms of the demand from your constituents. Um, luckily, as a country, the government that was in office had progressive policies that uh, allowed for the empowerment of the people here, and I was able to go on to school and become an attorney. Okay, so I grew up in church. Um, and uh, at church, uh, from young, we were exposed to leadership roles and even caring, like I said, for the vulnerable, which may, you know, um, indirectly affected my choice in terms of a career to assist and advocate for people, because even from a youth in church, we were exposed to assisting the vulnerable and even helping in the community. So it, it became naturally and may have... Uh, um, resulted in the, the choice of my career. Outside of um, helping and advocating for the less fortunate as well, I think I was exposed early. And it may be said that I'm a born leader. Um, people, Some leaders are born and some leaders are made. I, I think I'm a natural leader. I'm a born leader. And it's just that my exposure at church would have honed my leadership skills, which may have resulted in you know the career that I'm in today. For higher education, she decided to study at the University of the West Indies. Studying and getting to know other budding leaders from the region has been one of her most satisfying life experiences. So um, initially, I, when, we, when I was finished with school, I was looking more to the United States or to the UK because, you know, it looked glamorous then. Um, and even for some people now, it still looks glamorous. And now even Taiwan, where most of our students go as well. So for me, I was looking beyond the, the West Indies. But having decided that I wanted to do law, the legal systems around the world are different, and so I was kind of forced to have considered the University of the West Indies. And if I can tell you, I have not regretted it. Um, I think it is one of the most prestigious institutions in the world. Um, it has prepared a lot of the leaders within the region, and we have exceptional leaders within the region who were prepared by the same University of the West Indies. I've met some amazing friends there. A number of, a number of us are making strides for and on behalf of the, the region here in the West Indies, having been prepared by that university. And so I think it was the best experience. And, and outside of getting a, a law degree, I got an education exposure, getting to know people from the region. We, we are a melting pot. We're different, but we're also very similar. And so when I got back from school, which was in 2004, I felt compelled to give back. And at that time, the St. Kitts Nevis Labour Party was in office. 
I decided to get right back into assisting in my community and assisting with the party that assisted me, in, well, empowered me to become a lawyer. Looking at the challenges her country faces as the tourism industry reopens post-COVID, she says her goal is to give the industry a fresh and lively appeal. As it relates to tourism, I, I would have taken up the position immediately after the pandemic, coming off of the heels of the COVID-19 pandemic, and which resulted in our country being shut down, you know, like many other places in the world. Here, for, uh, our tourism accounts for 40, a little over 40% of our GDP, which means a number of our, peers, uh, our people here in St. Kitts and Nevis rely on tourism as their bread and butter. And so for me, it was significant. We needed to come in and be strategic uh, because it meant uh, our people would either live or die. I took my team out to meet our partners internationally, that's the cruise executives and otherwise, just to introduce myself and let them know that we're open and, you know, to take account of what their issues were. We strategized as a team in terms of where we wanted to go, and one of the challenges was airlift. We didn't have enough lift coming into the destination, and so we had to strategize. There was tr- uh, issues with interregional travel, even to get to our sisters in the region. We had issues with traveling and issues traveling regionally, internationally, forgive me. And if, if people can't get here, of course, it affects tourism, and so that was a priority for us. And we, we came up with a plan to increase lift, and so far, we've been, you know, successful in, in, in those initiatives. Uh, we also, in the Ministry of Tourism, are working on diversifying our offerings and products because when you go out and you travel, you see the other destinations that you're competing with, and they are consistently working on their tourism products. And we realize what visitors are looking for, and the travel trends suggested that visitors are looking for a more immersive type experience as opposed to just traveling to destinations for the sun and the sand and the beach, you know. So we launched an, an, uh, a campaign called the Venture Deeper Campaign where we were inviting visitors. We still are on the campaign. We're inviting visitors to immerse themselves in the destination. And we are proud here in St. Kitts um, to offer and boast about the off-of-the-beach experience. We have the rainforest. We have the Brimstone Hill Fortress. We have the only rainforest that's growing. We have um, a melting pot. We have a rich culture, history, or people, or story, or culinary, everything. For Taiwan visitors, Henderson says St. Kitts and Nevis offers a wide range of immersive and eco-tourism. Well, what what I realize is... uh, we, even though we're different, we were somewhat similar. And for maybe persons from Taiwan, they, they might be interested in our, our eco um, adventures here, where you can come, you can, uh, there are a number of opportunities to see Senkits. You can do it on from the zip line, or you can zip line through the rainforest and have the opportunity to see the rainforest. You can use our ATVs, which are like the little bikes that you can drive through. Um, the cane ranges, because, you know, we had a sugar industry here that we closed out 20 years ago when we ventured into tourism. And there's still the ruins of the sugar estates. And you can, you know, drive through the rainforest and the, the cane fields and see what's left of the sugar industry. 
Coming up on the calendar, St. Kitts and Nevis offers the region's largest annual music fest and much more. In terms of what's happening here in St. Kitts for the remainder of the year, we just closed off our cruise season, which ended in April. We're hoping eventually that we can go into uh, making St. Kitts a year-round tourism destination. But we do have seasons right now, the winter season that starts in November and ends in April, and the cruise season that starts in October and ends in, in May, April, May as well. So we're hoping <coughs> that we can make the destination a year-round destination, but for now... While we work on that plan, we do have some things that are happening here on St. Kitts and Nevis. We have the 25th anniversary of our music festival, and it is the biggest festival in the region. It has something for everyone, all genres of music, and we have people like Air Supply, we have Burner Boy. After that, we have Restaurant Week, which is coming up in July. We're... The focus in the ministry is on culinary, and we choose either fruit or vegetable, and the restaurants work with us in terms of the creation of cocktails and different dishes for our visitors. This year we are focusing on the pineapple, and you'd be amazed at the number of things that we can do with pineapple. And then we go to Mango Festival over in Nevis as well, where and, and Nevis likes to boast that they have over... I think it's six-something types, different types of mangoes. And, of course, we end the year with our... We also have Culturama in Nevis, which is their carnival. That's in August. And in December, we would celebrate um, Sugar Mass, which is the carnival here. So there are a number of reasons to still come on, come to St. Kitts for this year. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and all our pages on social media, Instagram. Thanks again to the Honorable Marsha Henderson, the Minister of Tourism, Civil Aviation and Urban Development for St. Kitts and Nevis. For Talking Tropics, I'm your host, Tim Berge. News, interviews, events. For all the latest on Caribbean culture right here in Taiwan, you've been listening to Talking Tropics on ICRT, brought to you by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs.